Oh yeah, everybody. Welcome to the League Community Podcast, episode four now. We are on episode four. My name is Andy Belford, a.k.a. Zwill, and we have a very special guest. But before we get to that, joining me today in the studio is my co-host, the imitable? Is that a word? Imitable? Look, man, any adjective you use, I probably am not going to understand. <laughs> well, before we get to the special that- guest, I, I'm joining as the very unspecial guest, uh, Patrick Scarborough. Some of you know me as Liscalizard. Liscalizard. You're not. You're not a guest, though. Like you are a. You are a. a, a honest to God, like rotating co-host. Well, may, maybe it's you make me feel like a guest, Andy. You oh, make well, me feel right at home. I do my best. Speaking of guests, our guest today uh, is somebody you may have heard of at home. Uh, we're really pleased to have him here in the studio. He's a buddy of Scarborough's, actually, of Scarzard's. Scarzard's. Yeah, a true, a true homie. You may know him as Zion Spartan, but he would introduce himself as Darshan. Darshan, welcome to this room where we're recording the podcast. Darshan Upa. I, I already forgot it. Yeah. Uh, Darshan Upadhyay, but Upadhyay. you can just call me Darshan Darshan. Darshan like Darshan? My uh, my in-game name or uh, my real name, Darshan or Darshan, whichever one you prefer. Yeah. Okay. Just don't call you the D? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, what, what about, what about uh, at LOL Darshan? Is that one okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're on Twitter like, and you have to use that one, but you know, I yeah, just yeah, prefer yeah. Darshan yeah. or Darshan. Okay. Or Darshan Darshan. Yeah. Okay. It's like Mario Mario, Luigi right. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> the shout-outs shout to that awful uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Right on. There well, we go. So Darshan, Darshan's actually here uh, hanging out with the All-Stars. Uh, Jeff on All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I mean, some of these matches are so cool. Like, watching Tandem Mode was hilarious. Like, ten people, or mm-hmm. two people trying to play one character. And some of the Riven combos I saw in that guy are better than what I do playing with both hands on the keyboard and mouse. <laughs> And they were doing that like together, and, and I was actually pretty amazed. Oh, was that, it was a Shuni or what? What did they call it? it was oh, Huni oh, Kasuni. 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 Right. Well, I, I, because uh, because when I got into the studio, uh, you know, you took me. Uh, Darshan is is waiting in the crowd, and I go up and I sit next to him, and I sit down, and the first thing he says is, "Look at Kasing and Huni every time they die," and I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" And uh, and uh, no sooner than he says it, they're getting ganked, and he messes up a Lee Sin combo, and they die, and Huni's just like, "Oh." You just see Hootie, Hootie just raises his hands. Kasing is just kind of chilling by himself, and Hootie's like yelling at the other guy. And you're like, okay, now you can see the difference, and people are like either zen and together or they're they're feuding a little bit. It was definitely really goofy to see. I mean, it, this has to be kind of a, a different experience for you. And I know we talked about this earlier, but like, what's it like to be, you know, you're an active LCS pro, but you're coming into the studio, you're not actually playing this week. Like, you know, you're obviously a fan favorite. Like, folks love. Love Darshan, not to blow your head up too much or anything, but, but like you know, did you enjoy your experience, like just coming in, hanging out, doing the caster desk a little bit? Uh, well, after we got kicked out of Worlds, you know, and like watching the World Finals, watching the semifinals, things like that, there was kind of like you know that like pang in my heart, like I could be here, but I'm not. But All Stars, like I felt that a lot less because it was just more for fun, and like I got second in the vote behind Dyrus, so I wasn't able to go. But it was cool to just like watch and relax and enjoy the event because it wasn't really competitive. It was just something for everyone to enjoy. So, and, and honestly, like you got second behind Dyrus, right? And you can't like you can't fault the fans. He's this is retirement year. Like, hey, you know, send him off with one last hurrah, right? Yeah. We're talking like he's dead, but <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the, God bless Tyrone. Uh, rest in peace. No, I mean, especially after he and uh, Bjergsen played that Annie game, I, you know, mm-hmm. I think I think he's ready. He's ready to head out. He's like that. That was enough for me. That was that was my last performance. Uh, no, uh, so I want to move on to talk about you, Darshan. What about me? I well, you know, there's a lot of things about you that I think we and our listeners want to know about, but you know, let's let's start off with the basics, the basic basics. Tell me where where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So, a uh, quick long story. I was actually born in Canada. I'm sorry, a quick long story. Uh, okay, quick <laughs> little snippet here. Okay, so born there, in we Canada, <laughs> there we go. There we go. My parents are of Indian descent. They actually come from India. They like went to Canada at like 18, and then yeah, I was born in Canada. Moved to Washington at like two. And then mm-hmm. lived in Washington until like 10 or 11. Okay. And then after that, moved to Southern California and lived in um, Sa- the San Diego area, Poway to be more specific, until like 18. And is, is then Poway or Poway? Poway. Poway. But you Poway. say Powegians, but it's actually called Poway. Andy is learning so much about pronunciation on this cast. Upadaya. Yeah. U- <laughs> you can just call Upadaya. me whatever you want, Andy. Upadaya. You, know? Upadaya. Like, you can pronounce it however you want. I'm fine with Upadaya, Upadaya. Yeah. You know, Darshan, You've probably, Darshan. You've probably Darshan, heard every yeah. possible permutation of a way someone can mess up your name. What's your favorite? What do you think is the is the silliest way someone's ever tried to say your name? 
Hmm. I like Deshaun. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just they, they cut the R out. Yeah. Or sometimes people go with nicknames like Dardar Binks. So people Ooh, call me. Dar-dar. Sometimes people call me Dardar. Damn. Or Dersh or Darsh. I I kind of like Dersh. Dersh. Darsh. 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 There's some about Darsh Vader. I mean, come on, since it's yo, like a week before okay, Star Wars. Right, yo, Darsh Vader. Okay, I, I'll did get. Did we just like did we start a meme there? Darsh Vader. Is that gonna happen? I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna keep spinning on a couple pun names. I'm sure I can find one that, that fits just, just perfectly. If, if in the middle of if I'm explaining something in the middle of a podcast and you think of a great nickname, just blurt it out. Don't <laughs> just, don't be afraid to just like Darsh. Just yeah. like in the middle of the podcast. Like, ah, there it is. So actually, you know, you think about it. His name is perfect Star Wars bait, both front and back, because it's Darsh Vader or Darshan Solo. Wow. Darshan wow. Solo. Wow. wow. Okay. We, yeah, no, I'm into just... that. So so getting getting back on the rails <laughs> from from that uh from that walk we were at. So what I mean you you said you lived until uh what you were about eighteen in what Poway and then I started like that was like my senior year of high school. I went pro and then I started going from gaming house to gaming houses. I went from like Dignitas to CLG to like Team Dynamic and all those different teams I was on. Right. So I like switched gaming houses in the LA area. So I've been there for the last couple of years. Well, the 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 place I want to go real quick. So so I think a, a couple people, uh, if they're followers of the league scene, know a little bit about your transition from senior year to the LCS, right? The famous, even his teacher, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, jokes. Um, but I want to step back and actually uh, during this whole time, whether you're in Washington or whether you're in LA, how did you really get into gaming? How did you really like? How did you really find it? Uh, what was it like growing up as a gamer? Um, so I've always been like really competitive and something me and my brother would love doing is always playing games. So we'd always play games together and that went from a bunch of console games. I like mostly played console games. I played like Halo, a lot of Halo, a lot of Call of Duty, a lot of Xbox, like Wii, GameCube, like even as far back as the Sega Dreamcast, like if it was a game console in the last 10 years when I was like a kid, then I probably played it with my brother and uh, we just moved on from game to game until eventually he got me into League of Legends. And uh, at first, I didn't like the game. I played Akali, and I, I all I would complain about is people running away when I was playing yeah. Akali, which is ironic. But. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I just cast my three dashes directly on his face. Yeah, and they just they just get away. And somehow. they walked out. Um, yeah. But the truth was, I was actually really bad at the game. So that's how it all started. And uh, your brother's got to feel awesome about that. About how he's he's like, yeah, I used to be better than him. Yeah, he. I mean, he used to not be very good. It's not a big deal or anything. And you're just like crushing people on the world stage. So uh, uh, one question we ask a lot of folks who are on the podcast, what, what is like, what's your, your formative game? What's that one console game or game you played growing up with your brothers that was like the one that really just kind of like, yeah, I'm a gamer. Yeah, I'm a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, what was the one? The, the one. one game. <laughs> Huh. I can't really narrow it down to one game, but if I had to be like three games, I'd probably be like, wow, I played for like three years with my brother and that was like really big um, and with some other friends um, when I was in middle school. And then I also played um, Halo and Call of Duty. Those were like the other two big games, I'd say. I played like a lot of like Xbox Live and then when there's game battles, which is like you'd like compete oh, yeah, with dude. that with friends, I would do that all the time with um, the shooting games, which especially Call Call of Duty. So, so in shooters, uh, FPS, are you more of a run and gunner, or are you the kind of methodical sniper? What, what, do you, what position do you play normally? I'm definitely the run and gunner. Like, I always kind of live by the testament of like testing your limits in all areas of life, whether I'm playing a video game or like, especially in video games, because there isn't really consequences for trying to go as hard as you can. And if you don't really push yourself as far as you can, you don't really know what your limit is, right? So I always try to find that in any game I play. So. I would say I'm very aggressive in that sense. Yeah, I just kind of get in there. The man plays Riven. I don't think he's going to (laughs) hide and snipe people out. That doesn't really sound like it's your kind of thing. You you never know. I mean, somebody might have, like, completely kind of bipolar personalities depending upon the different genre they play, you know? I mean, uh, I play... I play jungle, I think, and mostly in league and support. But like when I'm playing like a first person shooter, I'm definitely much more like aggressive and kind of like in your face type of type of player. So, I mean, it, it could change, right? Um, so, so like, how old were you when you started gaming? Like middle school or? Hmm. I mean, I think the youngest I can remember playing a game is I was in New York, and I remember like getting the first Game Boy Advance that, or like getting my first Game Boy Color actually. Hmm. And I remember playing the first Mario game, and I think that's like my earliest memory of playing. Um, I definitely did play on the Sega Genesis, and I think that was, like, way back when I was young, but I can't remember, like, exact age. I'd say, like, around five okay. or even earlier than that. You got those fond Dreamcast memories? Oh, yeah. yeah. I right. love, I love like, playing Sonic all the time when I was younger, and 
Like yeah. now I, I can't get into it as much, like all the Pokemon games and stuff like that, but I remember having a lot of fun playing those. Right on. You, you know, you guys know that they're making like, they're relaunching the Dreamcast, right? Wait, what? actually? Yeah, did you see that? Like no, they're, they're no. Sega, Sega America or whoever it is, like they're going to put out a, a Dreamcast. It's I mean, just, but like with the same bad, like quality games on oh, it? I, or, I don't or is know. it like, like a new... Sega, I don't, I don't really know what they're up to anymore, I gotta yeah. say. Well, I mean, retro gamers, well, Sega's mostly just, like, a publisher and, and, and like, kind of a developer nowadays, but, like, okay. retro games are, uh, retro gamers, like, the Dreamcast is kind of one of those. I mean, I'm into like, it. I'll play hella cr crazy taxi. I just, you know, in the last uh, 10 years of my life, I've seen Sonic the Hedgehog uh, wielding a sword fighting for a human princess and turn into a werewolf. So I'm just kind of, <laughs> like, all bets are off with whatever the hell's going on uh, with Sonic uh, the Hedgehog and Sega. Yeah. The corporation. So, so you you've been playing like since a young age. Your parents always been really cool with you gaming, and like your family is. But obviously, you play with your brother. So, um, so now they're way more supportive than they were before. Um, but I like back then, like they were fine with us playing games as long as we like did our schoolwork and as long as we realized that like gaming was like wouldn't really accomplish anything. Like they didn't really see like the value in gaming when I was younger. Of like, what am I doing with my life? Like you know, it's like about going to school. About like. Um, going to college, like, you know, like that traditional path that's laid out for us. Like they probably saw like, you know, fin getting that degree, getting married, having kids, like all that, like kind of how they went through life. And that's actually, you know, I know we talked about this a little bit before, but that's actually uh, something that I hear very commonly amongst my American Indian friends, like, you know, uh, Indian from from India, families from India, like even folks I've worked with at other places who are working in the video game industry, they're like respectable engineers, like their families still don't look upon it as being like a productive job because they're just like, I don't understand you're making video games and this is a thing. But uh, you know, getting into more conversation with those folks, like I under, I come to understand, like it's actually a cultural. There's, there's a little bit of like a cultural kind of stigma around that. I mean, you, obviously, like you had your own personal dealings with your family. Like, did you have any other uh, Indian, uh, Canadian, or Indian American friends like who shared that experience? Um, not really that I know of, but I can definitely see that. Like, I'll always have people message me on Facebook. Like, my parent, like my Indian parents, also have the same problem where they're not letting me play games. Like, how did you convince your parents, like, uh, to like let you pursue the path of gaming? And to be honest, like, there's no real easy way. It's really hard. But um, if your parents see like what you're really passionate about, and they also see like the success you can have, like when they saw that I was making money, they saw that I was being successful. Then they really like allowed me to like move into a gaming house like not go to college mm -hmm. and like make that big of a step but when you're first starting out like for me gaming wasn't ever anything really serious like even when I went to my first event as like a 17 year old I didn't really think it would amount to anything crazy I thought you know it was just like something to do for fun like something to like just like a hobby not like an actual like uh, any, a career that I could do anything with and when they saw that they put a lot more trust in gaming because like like you said, like there's a stigma that gaming isn't productive. You could like go to school, be a lawyer, be a doctor, do something like that. But um, I I just showed my parents the other side of gaming. Yeah, cool. I, I actually think um, this is interesting because I, I had to deal a little bit uh, with this with my family. Uh, I, I'm not an Indian American, as you can clearly see. Uh, but I think uh, it, it it occurs to me that when our parents are younger... Uh, and when video gaming starts to exist, right, it's like, hey, the Nintendo is a thing that's real, right? They are very, uh, they're very kind of low scope. They're very just, I press a button, a guy jumps around, like, it's hard for me to really feel what skills or what, like, learning I'm getting as a human being from these things. And now games have evolved to the point where, you know, not just like League, but like, wow, kind of what you were talking about. There are so many different experiences that are not just the mechanics of like hand-eye coordination, right? But there's a lot of like leadership opportunities. There's a lot of social learning that you understand from having to participate with other people. And I don't think that was very common then. And so I think it's kind of really on gamers everywhere to really show it's like, this is what I'm getting out of this game. This is how this game is helping shape me. And and I've always been impressed by uh, you and I think a lot of other players who take League seriously to the point where it says, hey, I'm going to eat well. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to schedule time to treat League of Legends like it's work. And I think if you show that to anyone who is like afraid of gaming as this thing that's going to take all their children's free time, you can see it's like, no, this is a thing that can teach you discipline in a way that I don't think reaches many children.
Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point. You, yeah. you, it's funny the way you're talking about it. I'm listening to. It, I'm like, but that's when that's when I was growing up, and, and I, when I was. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yo, your kids are gonna have the best yeah. time, Andy, because they they are just gonna be allowed to play games. Yep. And you're gonna be you're gonna be like, did you do the homework? Yes. Go nuts. I got yeah. you. Go 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 mess around in uh, in digital Legos, aka Minecraft. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's real. That's literally what it is. My kid, my son uh, Xander, this weekend was like, "Dad, come here, watch this. I made a shower," and he like shows me this shower, literally a shower that he built in Minecraft, where he flicks a switch and it turns on. I'm just like, that's impressive. Yeah, you're you're like you're like I I wish you had done this instead of studying. This is actually a good use of your you, time. You just learned mechanical engineering. Go, eight year old son. Yeah, <laughs> hooray, hooray. Yeah. All right, so. Let's uh, let's shift let's shift gears a little bit. Like so, we talked a little bit about where you came from, uh, but I actually want to talk about where you are now. And there's one specific topic, actually. Uh, and Patrick alluded to it earlier. Um, you know, you when you came into into the LCS into into the league kind of professional play, you were known as Zion Spartan, right? And like Patrick said, everybody knows the story. Everybody calls him Zion Spartan, even his, or even his teacher calls him Zion Spartan, right? But like. You recently decided to kind of just to, to leave that branding behind, to leave that name behind. Um, I say I feel icky when I say branding. I know, but it, <laughs> but, it, but it is a yeah. thing, right? Yeah. It is. It's it's you have people like Reginald. It was, it was like yeah. his name is Andy. His name it's is like, Andy. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It trips me up. There there are people even here at work who will go by their league name. Yeah. There's a guy. Uh, there's a guy uh, whose riot name is is Laszlo. Yeah. And I met him, and his name is Aaron. And I'm like, why would you lie to me? What are you doing? <laughs> well, even with the casters, like I mean, I, I walk, I work Kobe. in the same building. Yeah, I work in the same building as David and and as Riv, who, well, that just happens to be common. Yeah, yeah. But like James, and it's like you know, you walk by them, and you're just like, hey, Dash, and you don't even think about it, right? Yeah. But so for you, like the name Zion Spartan, like actually, did you have that? Did everybody just call you Zion Spartan? Or um, well, with my actual teammates and people who knew me, it was like a mix between Darshan and okay. Zion, but. I honestly just preferred my real name. And, yeah. um, yeah, I can definitely say that the reason for that shift is just because I much prefer, like, being on that personal level with everyone. Like, not only my fan base, but just anyone who meets me. I just prefer my real name, you know. I didn't really click with Zion Spartan, and I also um, wanted the teacher jokes to kind of hopefully just, like, be swept under the rug a little bit yeah, at the right. same time. So it had, like, a dual purpose. And um, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm anyone different from who I am. You know, I'm Darshan. Like, if you're just a random person on the street, you can have a conversation with me, and it's nothing special. You know, we're just two people making a connection. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I, just two people making a connection. Lowered expectation. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, that's a very old Saturday Night Live sketch you guys may not be aware of. I'm just um, like, here, like, team? What team? is it? What Reference? Team? <laughs> so, no, I mean, I hear you. Actually, because I personally, like when I'm walking around, like I actually try to kind of go out of my way and call people by their first names. Right. You know, like, a, like when we were talking to, when you were sitting with a, with a lift lift earlier, like double lift earlier, I'm just like, Hey Peter, how you doing? You know, it's just, you're right. It's, it's, it is, it is something very different when everybody knows somebody as like this kind of internet, nommed internet, if you, if you might, might have it, but like connecting with somebody kind of on a personal level by using their first name, I actually believe that it humanizes us in a way, which I'm a big fan of personally. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I also feel like there's, I've just learned so much from esports and like brought all that knowledge that I'm like, I just want everyone to see me as who I really am. Like, no, like there's no difference between Darshan and Darshan, you know, like yeah, there yeah. might be a little bit of difference between Zion Spartan and Darshan. I'm just the same guy that you see at LCS every week. Well, let's get a little meta. Like, do you think that, like, as far as, as esports, like, and as LCS specifically, like, becomes kind of more more legitimate, right? Like, do you think that that's one thing that maybe we need to go away from? Like, uh, people going by their, their internet handles and instead, like, people starting to actually call these these uh, these athletes, like, because they are, they're athletes, you know, esport athletes, right? start calling you guys by your your actual names like is that going to help us move into like more legitimacy even there's there's mm -hmm. actually i cuz i've thought about this a little bit too and there's um a a player that uh you know uh, and that you played with but many people uh it's weird to think that people have not heard the name Wiz Fusion uh <laughs> but uh but some people have not but Wiz Fusion was the uh season 3 80 carry for team coast uh, the uh, w where you actually started off uh, and when when you joined the LCS and uh, when that became part of Team Impulse, he changed his name to Apollo, 
because his actual name is Apollo, uh, which is super awesome, by the way. If you're ever named Apollo, don't ever come up with a different nickname. That You have it right there. You are named after a god, and that is dope. Uh, but I basically think there are names like Apollo or names like Madlife or Faker or Darshan or these things that they feel human, and so those names work a lot better than like whiz fusion or like x or you know when you have like numbers and letter in like letters combinations in your name it's like i can't feel the person behind that right but right? but as like in darshan like uh, like as we move towards uh kind of more the more mainstreaming of esports right do we need to move away from those like the 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 pseudonyms is that going to make grant us more legitimacy by doing that Hmm. I think it's really hard because a lot of people actually prefer having that summer name, having that distance between their alias that's created and themselves. And like when everyone starts out like within Internet account or like any like profile name, they can make it anything, you know, they can be anyone they want to be. And some people like that, having that disconnect and having that like separate entity in a sense. But for me, I'd, I, I don't want that. Yeah. So it's kind of hard when I think there's people on both sides of the issue that actually enjoy having that separate summoner name. See, I think, I don't know, like, I, I feel like maybe that that is that that creates kind of a gap uh, when it comes to the mainstreaming of esports, like more people like outside of, you know, this the League of Le Legends fandom, right, being being more interested in it, right? Because like, if you think about like, say, NFL, like if, if Tom Brady didn't go by Tom Brady, but went by Rocket Arm Man or something like that. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I would be more, no, I would be more into it. I would be watching the NFL for Rocket, <laughs> Arm, Rocket Man. Arm Man coming in for the, yeah. Okay, maybe I'm way out. And there it is, heading out to the uh, 35th yard line. Rocket Arm Man does it again. We don't want him to retire the fantastic Rocket Arm Man. That would be, I would die to hear someone say that on a cast. That would be, now, now that's all I'm imagining is is LCS casters doing football games. Okay, so so we know why you decided you want to change your name because you want to have that more personal relationship with your fans and with with other players. But like, why why did you decide like now is the time to do it? Mm, I just felt like a big change was coming on in my life as well, and uh, it's kind of been gradual. Like, esports has changed my life for the better in so many ways, and I can get more into that later, but. As a result, I've basically been focused on doing more for, like, other people. And I feel like in esports, there isn't really that many brands or anyone really who kind of does things to, um, like, help improve the people watching, help improve the players out there. You know, people are in it for the money. People are in it for the fame. And that's definitely been something I've been interested in. But uh, right now, I'm realizing that that's not really what I want as much, what I want is to improve myself as much as possible in like every aspect. And as a result, be a role model that other people can see that these are like good things to do. These are things that I should be doing as well and kind of help these other people in need, um, not need, but not only help other people in need, but just like help all these people that are in this demographic, you know, that mm. we're in this like formative, formative years of their life where they're growing up and trying to figure out like life essentially. Well, so I, I know uh, from, from our conversations and what you were saying here, I know you have always been a very competitive person, right? But it doesn't sound like you have always been someone that is wanting to help others or wanting to help everyone else succeed and improve and, and you wanted to be that role model. So I want to know, where did that really come from? How do you think you've really grown to that point? Were there any sort of motivators? Was there anything that really made you think, whether it was other people or, or seeing how this happened within others that you wanted to become this way? Um, I think that desire was there, but I think I was too immature at the time to really focus on that desire to help others to like improve myself that much. I was just more focused on, you know, like I'm playing games and I'm kind of like, this is amazing. I'm in esports and I'm trying to figure myself out and figure everything out because it was so new and foreign. And now that I've like settled more and I've kind of realized that um, I've kind of seen that that's where I want to take myself next. But I definitely... One of the things I owe it to is like the environment I'm in at CLG and I feel like um, the organization, like the direction they want to take is they want to be like, they're not here to improve. Um, they're here to improve the people, like not only as like athletes, but as actual people. And through that growth of like the people themselves, 
as a result, they'll be better players. So I really owe that to like the CEO, Devin and George, who kind of have that vision for the company. Do you see yourself uh, like t- taking some time like and trying to like put your your name and your kind of the weight behind that? Uh, towards like some charitable organizations or something like that in the next year or something? Yeah, I've definitely been looking into charity, but I don't want to make like uninformed decisions. So I've been kind of seeing like, what are the best things I can do to help out in that regard? What are the best things I can do like charity stream, like um, in terms of like what type of charity stream I'd be doing? Like what what would I really be doing to give back? Because it's one thing to want to give back, but it's another thing to do like the best thing I could be doing. And so I'm trying to figure that out, and then when I do, I really want to do everything I can to give back to esports, to give back to everyone here, and like help everyone grow while I grow as well. Have you uh, have you heard of that? It was an extra life for kids. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, that's a great like that. I've always found that to be like a really great organization and a good cause. It all go all the all the proceeds go to like children's hospitals, like all your your local children's hospitals. So when they do the big gaming marathon, like they I think they just did it either the beginning of November or end of October or something like that. Um, you basically when you sign up for it, you select like which children's hospital that you want to do. So at previous studios that I've worked at, we did it for like the children's hospital of Oakland. Um, and it's great, like, because you're, you're kind of doing a gaming marathon, you play for either you can do 24 hours straight, or you can do like, you know, break it up into chunks or something like that. Um, and it's a great, it's a really just an awesome cause. I know that the subreddit did one uh, yeah. did kind of a uh, uh, the maybe. team Soraka thing last year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, maybe we can get on board and do something with that next year too. That'd be dude, a lot. Dude, I of would fun. love to be a part of anyone's extra life stream. Dude, Darshan, yeah. let's stream you getting crushed at Smash. Yeah, we actually for, need to finish that one v one because you know my zero suit. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure we played about ten games earlier today, and you only took one of them. But now uh, we're not now that we're in the actual first to five. I'm up three to two, man. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Is like the only way we could really settle this is during a 24 hour stream. Well, oh, maybe well, yeah, and maybe next year. Kids. Exactly. Yeah, next year. Next year we'll do like a big, big stream. Like yeah. everybody will be involved. I'll just crush your amazing. body and then give yeah. that back to the kids. All right. It's a, <laughs> that's the idea. Is, it's is a that, date. That's a date. Done. Yeah. No, like I uh, I actually uh, had a question about the whole CLG thing. You know, I have to say. As a as a fan of esports and as a friend uh, to players within the scene, it makes me very very happy to hear that that is now like a top down thing that your team is saying we want to impre- invest and improve our players uh, as people, and then that will show in the teamwork and in, in the gameplay that you see. Uh, but I know this has been kind of a, a bigger decision for you, especially since Worlds, for you to say. I want to try and take this next step to improve my fans, improve esports fans everywhere, improve people when I can. Do you see that at all interfering with your growth as a pro? Because I'm not, you know, from my perspective, I'm like, hell yeah, I want you to do all this stuff. You know, you're really into it and you're really excited. But have you considered how this might clash when you try to plan it out in execution? Yeah, it's definitely been a big thought. Like probably one of the biggest conflicts I have with the whole thing is because... I've always had the goal of whatever I do to be the best at it, and I definitely still haven't reached that goal of being the best league player. Um, and as the season comes on, the time commitment that you have to playing League of Legends is like at least like eight to ten, like maybe more, maybe a little bit less hours a day um, during the season, and that's a lot. So um, I th- I think a lot about will I still be able to be striving to be the best while doing all this at the same time, and that just comes down to me using my time a lot more efficiently and figuring out how I'm going to like schedule everything, like improving myself, like trying to build this brand, trying to build like and help others while also trying to be the best League of Legends player I can. And it's a lot. Hey, but You know, you, you mentioned like coming into the season. That's actually a good question, like a topic I wouldn't actually mind hearing about, like talking about your work-life balance. Like I know that's a that's a big thing for the video game industry, but like how how do you handle that? Because like you said, you guys practice eight to ten hours a day. I'm sure that you have like outside of practice. Do you have like team meetings, like going over strategies, plays, reviewing uh, quote quote watching the tapes um, of of your like your upcoming matches and things like that? Yeah. So usually like a schedule will be like you'll wake up anywhere from like eight to ten, depending on if you want to wake up early to like go to the gym, do something like that, um, get some food, and then. Like around 10 or 11, you'll have like a meeting, you'll get into the day and then it's just from like 12 to 7 or even if like 12 to 10 is just like scrims and then there will be like hour breaks set in there for like lunch and dinner and stuff like that. But you'll just be playing uh, scrims all day and then you'll be in that moment with your team trying to improve, you know, having to deal with 
four other players on your team learning like about necessary confrontation, like how to work with others. Like you build all those skills up because you're living with your teammates seven days a week. And you learn, you learn so much from doing that. It's, it's crazy how much like I've had to learn with like about relationships by actually living with them. Cause if you don't live with them, then it's, it's not as bad. But if you're, if you're always like with your teammates at all times, then you learn everything about them. And so it's a, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a really big commitment, but, um, that's what it takes to be the best. And then you're expected to solo queue after that. So you don't have much time for other things, you know, and that's something I've learned is balance. So I've had the off season, I've had this time to like, kind of try new activities, you know, get into like singing, get into instruments, getting back into like being consistently healthy. And then try, the big problem is how am I going to fit all these other productive things while trying to be the best? Has, has that kind of rigorous schedule, has it like, has it taken anything away from like your kind of your formative years? Like I remember like in my twenties, you know, my early twenties, especially like being like being able to just kind of go out and party or do whatever I wanted to, you know, while maintaining school, like that, that was still, I don't, it doesn't sound anywhere near as rigorous as what you have to go through. Like, do you, do you resent that at all? Is there any kind of like, is there some, some part of you that's just like, God, you know, something I always think about is like your biggest decisions in life. And like for the hardest decisions you have to make, it's never like black and white. It's always all these shades of gray. You never really know. Like I can go back and look at that time when I'm 18 years old and I'm, I'm having this like, not like really argument, but like really heated, like talk with my dad about, am I going pro? Am I moving out into a gaming house? Like my dad didn't really want me to move out into the gaming house at first. Cause he's like, why do you need to go to a gaming house if you're just playing an online video game and stuff like that? And I was like really trying to decide like, am I going to go, am I going to fight to like be able to go to a gaming house and like try and become a pro, which like it seemed pretty good, but no one was really sure. Like at the time, like I didn't really see like how huge esports was. I knew it was pretty big. Yeah. Like at that time, there was really only Team Solo Mid that kind of had gaming houses and had done it semi-successfully. Yeah. Right? And they also happened to be the largest North American brand and could afford to get a whole house so they could all live together. Right. Exactly. So I definitely know. Uh, so my dad's just like, what is this esports thing? I haven't heard of this before. And like, um, not, not only that pressure, but I just had to decide like, am I going to go full time pro? Or am I going to go to college right now, follow the path that I see, like l go through the college life? That's also a great choice. And it's not as daunting of a choice because I kind of see the the path laid out before me. Or am I going to go down this kind of like winding path where I'm going into esports? I don't really know if it's the best idea, but I really want to do this. And I decided to go through with that. I'm like, I want to go to esports, dad. Like, this is what I really want to do. Like, I decided to myself and I'm like, this is what's going to happen. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I went down that path and I can still never go back to that day and decide the other thing and find out if I made the right choice, you know, like, was it the best decision to be a pro? And I can look at my life now and be like, I've learned so much about myself. I've become so much more confident and it's been an amazing like three and a half years, but um, with like the big, the highest highs and the lowest lows, but I'll never know, like, did I make the right decision? And that's why I don't think having regret is a good thing. But I'm still really happy that I made this choice. And even through like all this work and like all this time dedication that I have to put in, I'm really happy that I decided to involve myself in esports because I would have never had a chance like this. And it made my life change in so many ways for the better. So 30 years down the road, you know, you're you're in your mid 50s, right? And somebody walks up to you and they're they're just like, You're Darshan. Used to be that you used to be an esports pro when when esports are like a you know become like this huge global phenomenon because we all like we all know it's on that path, right? Yeah, I mean, well, well I, I mean, so. 30 years into the future, we're going to be playing esports with other planets, yes. Uh, yes, and so they're going to be like, I remember you, you're before the LCS went to space, you're, yes. you're in the pre space era, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, remember when the when the like you know, remember back when when the, the Koreans were like the best, now it's all those guys from Chiron 85, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Glebulon 5 with uh, they found a way to play 18 Mordekaisers in a single team, and no one ever really kind of beat them after that. Well, you know what it is, it's the extra appendage, the, the, the tentacle, it's just not fair, right? They can play tandem mode LCS with themselves, and that's <laughs> honestly that's insane, it's broken, it's broken. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I, uh, any time that we have conversations, Darshan, and, and you uh, tell me about something you want to do or something that you want to accomplish, I am always very uh, 
impressed by your confidence. Like there, there's really, there's rarely ever second guessing with you. And I think people can see this in your play as well, right? Sometimes it's the big play and sometimes it's the, oops, I flashed in the wrong direction and died. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but that stuff, it comes out of confidence. Like you're saying, it's like, oh, if I never try for these things, I'm never going to find out how to do, I'm never going to learn my limit. And I want to know where, where do you feel like that really came from for you? Because I know that you also had this point where you're like, oh, I'm just kind of just doing games just to do them, right? Yeah. Uh, and is that something, did you and your brother used to challenge each other all the time? Or 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 how did you develop this confidence that you now have that I, I would say you are known for globally? Uh, so I used, basically I can like attribute that 100% to like the success I've had in League of Legends. Like becoming a pro, like living this life has definitely like gave me more confidence than I could have ever possibly imagined. And like... I feel like it's made me such a more social person and maybe I was always like uh supposed like meant to be this way but I'll never know because you know I was more of like a shy person definitely like more awkward before but right. getting all this confidence from being like having mastery in League of Legends like made me just like a much more confident person like I trusted my ability to like be, um be good at League of Legends just like socialize with people like just be honest with myself and really just push myself as far as I can in every aspect and I, yeah, I just owe it to League of Legends that I was able to get this confidence in myself to do whatever I set my like mind and heart to. How much of that is how much of that is attributed to like League of Legends or versus like how much you would you say is attributed to actually the the organizations you've been a part of? Because you were talking earlier about how with CLG, you know, they they place a very heavy uh, emphasis uh, on. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I watched your interview earlier today. Yeah. So like the, the joke <laughs> is stuck in there. An emphasis. An emphasis on the wrong, on the wrong syllable. Exactly right. Um, but like. How important has it been to you to pick like an organization that places an emphasis on on personal growth and on being better people? Um, so for the confidence, I definitely got that from being skilled at League of Legends. But as for like the personal growth and all of that, um, CLG definitely helped revive some of that and made that like more of like a goal with my branding. I never realized that this is something that I could really push as like a brand or as like who I am because like that's what I, that's like my inner goal right now like what I've been really focused on is how can I improve myself in all these areas how can I make myself a better person and how can I help other people be better versions of themselves or like push themselves in ways they want to and um like all CLG's goal is also the same thing to not only improve like all these players and athletes as their skills but their themselves and so when I like had conversations with um CLG management and like especially like the CEO, Malixia, um, and George, they just had that vision and that really aligned with who I wanted to be and like kind of brought back like some of that fire that I had before and really showed me that this is something that I can push. So now that um, I've gotten that from CLG, I, I kind of like feel comfortable just like talking about like basically like my life's goal right now, which is just trying to do as many things as I can, trying to see like what really moves me and drives me and just learning from that as I, much as possible. I have a story that I want to tell, and it's about you, um, but it's on the subject of this confidence because I think uh, I we were at uh, we were we were at a, a get together at the CLG house, and this is I think right after you guys had moved into uh, Arcadia, where mm -hmm. you guys are located now, and uh, I uh, have kind of just come into the kitchen, and you're hanging out in the back porch with our with our close friend Miles Daydreaming Horde. Uh, the the homie, the truest support uh, anyone could ever hope for. And uh, and I'm out there, uh, and there's a whole bunch of people on the back porch hanging out, and you mentioned something about how you've been practicing singing. And I look at you, and I kind of say jokingly, I'm like, so are you going to sing for me now? And you just dead, dead eye, just make contact. He says, I'll sing for you anytime you want. Anytime, so we can do it right now. It was it was like it was like when is it gonna go down? And I was like, okay, cool, just do it. And so he lets loose the cleanest. We are looking at the the Indian Justin Timberlake is is what I I think of you in my mind. And everyone on the back porch instantly stops having their conversations, but like tries to act like they're still having a conversation because no one wants to make any sudden moves because if they do, Darshan might stop singing. <laughs> and it was, and it was, it was, it was kind of magical a little bit. I remember we were all kind of blown away. We were like, okay, all right, you boy getting in there. And so I know that is something you have not done before. Oh yeah. That, that is also something I definitely didn't mention is that like that confidence just like 
allowed me to like try singing for the first time. Like, oh, I can sing. Like, this is great. I didn't know I had this like talent. Level up. You because have I was skill. never confident to just like sing. And then I just sang, and I'm like, oh wait, I'm actually not that bad, guys. And then I was I was really surprised with my own ability when I wasn't scared to just do it. And that's like what I hope to inspire in other people is like, don't be scared to try things. Don't be scared to fail because that's where like the real growth comes from is like picking yourself back up and then running straight into that wall again, you know, getting stronger. There's a reason that companies like Google um, and Facebook and other kind of like Fortune 500 or Fortune 100, whatever tech companies. Fortune something. Really, really successful companies. There's a reason that those companies uh, embrace failure as kind of one of their core values, right? You learn far more than you from a failure than you ever will from success. Like success kind of just reinforces what you already know. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. I knew that would work. I knew that's going to be, that's going to be great. And we're just like building on that a little bit more. Right. But where you really kind of, where you really like learn life lessons and learn, learn that, okay, yeah, I need to be better in this area is when you fall flat on your face and just flub. Yeah. You know, horribly. so, so that said, now that you've gotten over the fear of singing Darshan, will you sing for us today? Yeah, what do you want me to in the studio? What I I I want. I'll tell you what I want. I want the song that you sing to yourself the most, whether it's walking around in the shower, because I know everybody has like that one or two, and 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 I I want you to go for it at least at least just a little bit. Give me a chorus. Give me a verse. Give me <clears> something here. Some people live for the fortune. Some people live just for the fame. <laughs> Some people live for the power, yeah. Some people live just to play the game. Some people think that the physical things define what's within, and I've been there before. (laughs) That is it. Yo, that was tight. That was tight. I can like go really well. Wise men say. There we go. Yo. Only fools rushing, Yo. but I can. Little, little Elvis. Yeah, there dude, I'm into that. That is you got it. That is uh, you, you. Your skills have definitely improved, and I am. I look forward to them continuing to yeah. improve. That's I, sick. It's been something I've been really passionate about, and that's like you know, like that struggle of passions is like, I still want to be the best League of Legends player, but I also have begun to love singing even more and more. So it's, it's at, at one point you have to like. I don't want to choose because it's it's still going to be League of Legends. Like I've had this passion for years, but it's it's nice to have other things. Yeah. Well, so you're you're in luck. I mean, the male voice doesn't actually hit its peak until age forty five. Sick. So oh, you've okay. got you got plenty of time. So, you got but, a good minute. But that's you, that's you got actually, a while. That's actually like, do you think that you know, let's say you know you 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 get through your League of Legends career, you you end on a high note, you go out the door. Do you go to vocal? To go to school? Go to conservatory? Like major in vocal performance? Is that something you do or? Hmm. Maybe. Honestly, like I want to get myself out there, like even try like acting, try getting into like a musical or something like that. But the mm-hmm. problem is like I don't have the time committed to do oh, that. Yeah, so I, when I think about yeah. that, I'm just like, oh, man, like I have to find another way to be more productive with that. So, you know, like the best way for me to do that is just like get singing lessons. So I try to like fit in like an hour or 30 minutes for singing lessons. And that's awesome. I was about to say, Andy, own. you did musical performance. I did. I did. Musical. When you say musical theater, that's, that's like right up my alley. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been in a few musicals and, and I think both of us can tell you there is no way in hell you're doing that and League of Legends at the same time. No. Those those people yeah. will keep you in the studio for it. Yeah. Rehearsals. Just as long as you're playing solo cue. Rehearsals are like five hours. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I just realized that you were... What what advice do you have for my singing since you heard it firsthand? Ooh. Obviously, like, still got a lot to work on. But Get the freestyle review. Give me what you got, man. Uh, honestly, I think that uh, just listening to your voice, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like all super... Go for it. Go right for it. Now. Go for it. What, what I would it. say is that your voice, uh, you have, like, the kind of the base tools there for it, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to study voice craft, right? You need to learn kind of the science behind uh, vocal performance, um, which is everything from, like, you know, how do you change the tone between, like, you know, doing some country uh, or, you know, doing, like, Broadway or doing hip-hop and... and like R&B, like there is like what you do with your voice and how you manipulate it. It all varies based on the kind of song you're singing. And that's that's actually there's a study. The science of it is actually called voice craft, which is kind of like the manipulation of like your glottal muscles and things like that. Um, but learning that and then giving yourself kind of control over things like vibrato and uh, and color and timbre uh, will just 
go it, it, it'll be very valuable for you I'll thank hop you so on. much andy yeah. appreciate that criticism i'll hop on uh just a little bit with that general airflow I think uh, yeah. I think you got to learn when to take your breaths because I think you started off and I was I was slain, honestly, mm-hmm. and then I resurrected myself and you were you know you, you got to make sure because you don't want to hang too too long out there on some of those notes, man, because yeah, you'll start definitely. to crack, you won't start to have <laughs> it, especially as you start going high and low and everything. So once you once you get those big breaths, baby, yeah. definitely and you know how to do that it. breath control. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Breath control is like uh, the the difference between like a really good performance and one that just like has you like your your hand kind of trembling and goosebumps, right? You know, it's uh, it makes a big difference. So. You know, I I, uh, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to come here on the podcast, but I'm glad we stopped off uh, at the at the Darshan School of Performance <laughs> Avenue. I'm yeah. very excited about that. I mean, I, I, do do you sing on your stream or anything like that? Or occasionally, nothing too serious though, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it's something I, I actually just started like a YouTube channel, released like one song and like getting more into that. But I'm just kind of like getting into it, you know, like I know I just started singing like um, and I haven't really gotten much practice with it. So like I appreciate advice from anyone. And uh, that's like kind of another life philosophy I go along with is like you can learn anything from anyone. And it doesn't matter like how knowledgeable I think someone is in singing, like I still have so much to learn. So like any. Like, and you're, you're very well versed in like the singing world. So like you have a lot of great stuff for me, but even if like anyone hears me sing, like if, if someone gives me like a random comment in Twitch chat, like you could do this, like I'll try and like think about it and contemplate it and like learn from it because there's just so many people who've had all these experiences and you can kind of just share those and learn from those. What is your YouTube channel called by the way? For those uh, who may be curious, if you want to share it. I think it's, is it not ready? Is it ready? It's youtube.com slash my name, which uh, hopefully... My name's kind of hard to spell, but it's Darshan Upadhyay, so you okay. guys can look that up. You Hopefully can Google you, him, you and you'll probably find name. the name as it is. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just trying to wrap up here, but I, I want to I take it back to what you were saying about confidence before we had the concert here. Um, <laughs> and, and this is something that I feel a lot in my personal life, and I try and impress on other people, and I think it's been a, it's been a big part of, uh, of our friendship uh, so far, and that is if you feel confident in one thing in your life— don't let that stay in that area, right? Like you're, you know, you're saying. I think you, you even told me you went swing dancing recently, yeah. right? And that and that was a new thing that you would try. It's just, you know, hey, I know I'm the best, or I know I'm pretty good, or I know I'm really talented at X thing. Go find Y, Z, A, B, C, right? Go, go try it out. See where you are because you will. I think you will experience things that you almost would have never found ever before. Uh, unless you're willing to try it. Yeah. The Definitely. mastery doesn't directly apply to like other things. So just because I'm good at League of Legends doesn't mean I can go to Swing Dance and be like, I'm great. But the mastery in League of Legends applies in the sense that I've done this so many times and I've failed and failed and failed and I'm still failing and learning that I've eventually reached a point where I'm actually good enough at it. And like, so when you get to the bottom level and you try something new and you realize that that first failure, you don't let it like sting or burn as much. You're like, oh, this is great. This is cool. I'm not good. Like, I'm not good right now, but I can see like, the huge like mountain I have to climb and it's exciting. I don't know. I prefer to think of you as the uh, Dion Sanders of league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of baseball, a little bit of football, a little bit of swing dancing, some singing tossed in there. You know, he's a quadruple threat, right? So, yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Definitely not a penta threat, but only because I've lain with your Callista. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm not the best AD carry guys. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I'm just I'm just so good at everything else, but that one character eludes you. The one that will that got away. One of these days. What, what other roles? Uh, what other roles do you play? Positions do you play? Aside from um, top lane, obviously. mostly just like top lane. But if I don't play top, then it's like mid or mm. jungle. So I can play like mid's probably my second best role, and then I can play like a couple champions in jungle. And then I used to be like a blitzcrank only player in support. Okay. Once that was really fun, but. All right, so let's let's do the obligatory uh, uh, this season uh, uh, question, right? Uh, just for this is this is for you, Reddit. Okay. <laughs> um, so Thank what you, Andy. You, what do you think of the the meta this year? Ooh, huh? Okay. Um, I actually think Rift Herald didn't really make that big of a difference in the meta as I thought it would. Um, I think it's just like top lane tanks are actually really strong, and then bruisers like Jax. Renekton and Fiora are also really strong, so I don't think the AP champions are as good as they were before, and I don't think AD carries are as strong as they were before. Even though the the patch was like set on making AD carries stronger, since Last Whisper doesn't really like actually penetrate all armor, only bonus armor. Like tanks like Malphite and even Ramus can just like negate a lot of the damage. So. Okay, 
Who are the hundred percent pick bands? Jax still. I'm like uh, biting my tongue. I just know the answers. Right. Kindred, <laughs> Quinn. Yeah, dude, Quindred. 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 I always imagine a uh, lamb, but with wolf on her back, like an eagle, and that's the Quindred skin. <laughs> I just uh, uh, nightmare fuel. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, she vaults off your face, does a million damage, can't die, and steals your jungle. You're like, no, damn. Amazing. Why did they ever put it together? Yeah, there you go. Oh, my then I goodness. think Cassidy's also really strong. Yeah, yeah, dude. Cassidy is getting up there. I've he's, seen. He's getting real powerful. I've seen. I, he's looking terrifying. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, and I know you're not a believer now, but within three months, Ilawi will become a monster. Yeah, I know. Don't, I'm, don't give me that look. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that one, Patrick. I know. For the, for those at home, Darshan just gave him a look like, "Are you effing kidding me?" No, look, not hey. that look. It was a. It was a maybe. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> maybe. That's what I'm saying. That, I, won't, that's, I won't count it out, Patrick. Because remember, I'm listen, I'll listen to anyone. But uh, yeah, I know. I've, I've played him a couple times, and I've went 0 and 10 a couple times. So I yeah, say. I know. Oh, look, look, look. I'll teach you. <laughs> just, just like I'll teach you how to tech uh, those battlefield walls uh, in in the DK versus Samus matchup. I will teach you about the tentacle. Anyways, well, we have gone off the rails here. I think we've done loop de loops, man. We, we've done yeah. the Sonic the Hedgehog level Green Hill Zone yes. upside down rails. <laughs> Did we do a barrel roll though? Uh, yeah, I think we did a barrel roll right around the singing. Okay. Yeah, a couple of times. We've had some family circus level <laughs> yeah, shenanigans. Wow! And here I thought I was like being old fashioned with that Dion Sanders <laughs> reference, but family circus for old people too. Let's go. There we go. Bill Keen in the house. All right, Darshan. Thank you so much for for popping by today. Man, it's a lot of fun. Thank you, Andy. Uh, I really appreciated the opportunity to get on here and just talk with you. You're a great guy. Well, thank you. Gosh, yeah, so, you are a great guy. So polite. I hope my kids grow up and be as polite as you. Probably be even better to be honest. They're, they're getting this early. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably going to be more doing. Well, they'll have him lessons. to look up to, Andy. Uh, uh, obviously, yeah. like like I said, thirty years down the road, they'll walk up. And make be sure, like, you, make sure your Darshan. kids grow up in a Darshan household. Yes, they Literally. will be. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we uh, we get like the shoes and the jersey and the the mouse, right? Yeah. So there we go. Uh, there we go. That's that's, that's coming. Um, thank you, everybody at home, for listening. We really appreciate this. Uh, we would not be here without you. If you are listening on iTunes, be sure to uh, to rate. And review us. Give us feedback. Tell us if we're terrible. Tell us we're great. Everything helps. Uh, we we uh, we definitely appreciate all of your uh, kind and critical words. Um, if you are a avid podcast listener, be sure to check out some of the other league community podcasts. Uh, league league podcasts out there in the produced by the community. Uh, folks like uh, obviously Trinity Force uh, uh, go out there support the, the Just Okay Just podcast okay. by uh, Guido and, and friends. Yeah, Just Okay. A little bit not safe for work sometimes. Just a little bit. Sure, um, yeah. Definitely put the disclaimer in there. But yeah. there are a lot of other great folks out there doing a lot of great things. We Another, aren't the only ones. Go one check more them that out. I want to mention actually is uh, League Anonymous. Mm. Uh, definitely check those guys out. They're great too. So there's lots of league podcasts out there. There's lots of great community created content out there that you should be checking out. So be sure to do that. And uh, until next time, you want to say bye, Patrick? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to say goodbye. And be sure, if you are going to leave a comment, uh, leave us one telling us what you would like Darshan to sing next. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, you guys all stay awesome. And uh, thanks to friends, family, and everyone for just... This guy. There this we go. Guy. It's, it ain't Thanksgiving. This guy. But... <laughs>